This morning what I want to talk to you about is the fact that God is the God of new stories. God is the God of, of, of new stories. Like, like God is the God who loves to tell new stories. I mean, we love stories, don't we? We love getting around stories. We love, we love going on the journey of a good story. I mean, that's why, like, how many of you, like, your bookies out there, you got a bunch of books you like to read? Anybody read books? Any, guys, anybody remember this thing? It's called paper. Remember paper? Anybody remember paper? Anyone, does any, just anyone want to confess to reading books? Tatum, put your hand up. I see you reading books all the time. We love reading books. We love going on those journeys and those stories. Where's my moviegoers? Let me see. Come on, raise your hand, moviegoers. Like, man, we don't got a lot of stuff. Either you're lying in church today, but we love, we love going to the movies. Like, come on, you, you didn't raise your hand. You were at a movie in the last month. I know it. We love going to the movies and, and getting into the stories. You know, like, you get like a little, um, you know, a little Batman happening, and that came out. You got a little Spider-Man action. You got all your, all your Marvel stuff, and yeah, I know that's all the guy movies. I know I, I say that because in my house it's the guy movies. I know it's not always the guy movies. Tatum likes all the love stories. She's watching like all that. Gosh, what's that channel you watch? Oh yeah, Hallmark. How did you guys know that? That's horrible. Like this isn't a movie. Can I tell you what's gonna happen? I like to see things blow up. It just doesn't happen a whole lot in Hallmark, you know. It's like, eh. We love stories. We love stories. And here's the reality is every one of us have our own story, don't we? Like everyone has our own stories and we like, to, we, like to, we like to hear the stories of other people. We like to tell our stories, you know. Like, like you, you don't know me unless you know my story. I don't feel like we're really friends or like, like we kind of have any, any, any cred with each other unless you know me. Like I want you, you need to know what I've been through. You need to know what I've walked through. You need to know the pressures I've faced. You need to know the dark moments in my life. You need to know the highlights in my life. Like, like if you are really going to be my friend, I, I need you to know my, my story. Matter of fact, when we meet people, we, we get their name. What do you do? And if we have some time, we sit down and we say, tell me your story. And I wish I could take every single one of you out to coffee, out to, I don't know, whatever you want. You like a little boba tea or you like your, whatever it is you're into. We sit down and just look at you in the eyes. And like, here's what I want to do this morning. So I'll look at you and sit down and look at you and go, what's your story? Like, what's your story? Where are you at? Like, what's, what were the, 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 the low points? What are the high points? Come on, think through it. What, what, what are the pressures you face? What are the pressures you're facing? What are the great things you've accomplished in your life? Like, what are the things that you're a little bit ashamed of? Like, what are the great things in your life right now? What are, what are the things in your life right now that, man, you might call it a regret, things you're struggling with right now? You see, what's your story? All of us have a story. And I would love for you to share your story. Where, where, where have things not gone the way that you, you wanted them to go, that you were hoping, like you're in attention right now? Like, what is your story? And if we'd sit down in this room, you would hear stories of people who grew up in church. And I, when I said, he is risen, you're like, I know what to say. Those others of you, you know, been around church your first time. Maybe it's like second time. Someone promised you lunch. It's like, a, and you're here. We're glad you're here. We all have different stories. Some of you have stories of, you come from brokenness and dysfunction. And the reality is, come on, we all do a little bit. Because I came from a dysfunctional family. Everyone says that, like, yeah, I think a lot of us did. Probably all of us. You know, we all have a little, like, I have sinners in our family. We all group around them. Like, there's always going to be a little dysfunction. But some of you faced more than others. Brokenness. 
Some of you have stories of success and breakthrough, while others of you are walking through battles with addiction, loneliness, hopelessness, depression. Where do you find yourself today? Hey, what's your story? Come on, just let that out. Get it to the forefront of your mind. Here's what I want you to understand, friends, is no matter what your story, God wants to tell a better story, a new story, what we call a God story. You ever, you ever get around somebody and something happened in their life, you're like, oh, that's a God story. Like, people don't even believe in God say that. Like, that's a God story. Like, there's, like no, there is no way to explain this story other than God of heaven interacting in that story. It's a God story. And God loves to write God stories. He's the, he's the master storyteller. Amen. I mean, think about the stories God has written upon the pages of humanity. Think about David and Goliath. Anyone up against some things that feel a little bit bigger than you? Think about the stories of David and Goliath. Think about the story of, a, like, Gideon and his 300 going up against armies, an army that can't be numbered, and God giving them victory over it. It's just crazy, like, these amazing stories. You guys are like, that's in your Bible? Yeah, you read your Bible. It's really, really exciting stuff inside your Bible. I'm telling you. Think about the story of Moses leading the children of Israel out of slavery and into the promised land. Hundreds of thousands of people. Moses going before the most powerful man in the, in the world that day and saying, let my people go. And God working to, de, to deliver his people and to move his people into promised land. Story after story after story. These God-sized stories. But here's the danger, friends. The danger today is that you would hear the stories of times past and think to yourself, well, that's, that's inspirational. Oh, that's really in, informative. You think to yourself, wow, that's awesome. God did a bunch of great things. Almost like God's stories are the stories we get to kind of admire from the sidelines. But friends, listen to me. God never intended for those stories to be what we simply read about, but rather what we've been invited to live out. Don't just read about it, live it out, God would say. They're not stories that are meant to just motivate you. The stories that are meant to let God get a hold of you and transform you so he could tell his story today. The stories of old where God is showing off are not meant to just be stories of old. They're meant to be stories that he tells today of God showing off. And I just think that we have grown so cold, we've lost so much faith, and we just go, oh, those are the things God did I'm telling you, God wants to do in Jesus' name. God wants to work in Jesus' name. He wants to move now. The stories you read in the book of Acts, we think, wow, God, can I tell you something? God has not changed. He is still on the move. He is still telling stories. He is still anointing people, healing people, rescuing people. He is still telling God-sized stories. Can I get a better amen, church? Where are you at? And so you sit there today and you think, well, my story doesn't look like that story. It can. It can. God wants to tell a story in your life. Think about the, the center stone of all God's stories, the story of Easter, the story of Jesus coming and giving his life on the cross for our sins, taking upon himself what we deserve for our sins so we could be forgiven of our sins. In the tomb for three days where it looked like death had its victory. And Jesus rose again, conquering death and the grave to give us life. Think about that story. 
And listen, that story is not meant to just be an inspirational story. It's meant to be a life transformational truth that you discover today in a real and a fresh and a new and a powerful way. God wants to write that story. Romans chapter 8 verse 11 says this, the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. In other words, the power of God that was available to get Jesus up out of the grave is also available to you right now in this moment to get every dead and dying thing in your life up out of the grave in Jesus' name. He's risen. Come on, church. Amen. He's risen. And God's not done writing stories. He's not done. The question is not, can God write the story? The question has always been, are you willing to let him write the story? The question has always been, today it is put before you right now, are you willing to say yes to the story God wants to tell in your life? That's always the case. God can. He wants to. He desires to. Are you ready? Would you say yes? I'm here to tell you, friends, you don't have to go from Easter to Easter, year after year, showing up as the same person with the same struggles and the same situation and the same brokenness and the same hurt. Like you can show up week after week being changed and transformed that next year on Easter when you get here, you are a new person in a new story with greater things happening in your life than you could ever imagine. You see, God writes like every good writer does. He develops our story through steps. Every writer puts steps in place. There's a journey, you see. And it's up to us whether or not we're going to go on that journey. Like God's not going to force you on the journey. He invites you on the journey. And I'm telling you right now, whatever your story is, God's inviting you right now into a greater story. And I want you to listen to hear me today. It is time, today. Today is the day that you say yes to the journey that God wants to take you on. Today is the day that you say yes to everything he has for you. Today is the day that you turn the page. You let God write a new chapter in your life that will leave you speechless if you would just surrender the pen to him. Open up the pages of your life to him. Let him write the story. It's time to say yes. Someone say yes. It's time to say yes. So what are the steps? What is God going to invite us into? What, when, he, when he starts to write the story, what's it going to look like? First of all, it's going to look like this. I got a couple things. Let me give you three. Like every good preacher, you're going to get three. First of all, you need to say yes to some new hope. Like if you're going to see God write the story in your life, you got to say yes to some new hope. For some of you today, you come in here today and you've absolutely lost hope. And when you lose hope, you lose your way. And so... You've tried, right? Like you've tried to see things go in a different direction in your life. But here you are again. And now you're beginning to lose hope. And you're telling yourself, I don't think I could ever change. My marriage can never be restored. I'm trapped in addiction. I'm, I'm never going to be free. I, I just, this is just the way I am. There's places in my life that are in ruins and they're beyond repair. I've tried to repair them. 
and it's never worked. Like, I've lost hope. And when you lose hope, you lose your way. Because now it's like, why try? Why, why, why lean in? Why, why even put in the effort? It always just ends up back here. And you're walking in here this morning with your head down. It's kind of, I think it's a whole generation right now. Got their head down. It's like, man, I don't know. There's not really a horizon. There's not really a future. There's not really. And God, God says today, would you let me lift your head? The Bible says, I am the lifter of your head. Why does he have to lift our head? Because he has to give you a new horizon. He's got to get you to see past everything you've been staring at and start dreaming about what could actually be in your life. And God says, let me, come on, let me lift your head. But this is my story. It doesn't have to stay that way. Let him lift your head. Like catch a new horizon. Catch some hope. Start to dream. Start to believe. There's things in your life that need to be changed that you can't change. But God says, I have shown up with the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, of the Holy Spirit, to change the things that you can't change. If you let him, you got to lift your eyes. Start to dream about what could be. See past where your story is. Think about what it could be. Come on, dream a little bit. Can you imagine how the disciples felt on Friday night? Friday night's the night that, that Jesus gave his life. Jesus died on the cross. Come on, think about the disciples. They had followed Jesus with all their hearts. They believed they were going to go in and take over Rome. They believed that they're on this journey to this great victory. They turn around, and the one that had promised them, the one that they had put their hope in, is now hanging on a cross, and he breathes his last. Do you know what Saturday felt like? Here's what Saturday felt like. What the heck do we do now? Everything in my, like the rug got pulled out from underneath me. Like, I don't even know what direction to look. I don't even, like, there's, there's, I'm just going to uh, put my head down. There's no hope for me. There's, there's, my, my life has been wrecked. My life has been ruined. This is what the disciples felt like all day Saturday. But friends, what the disciples didn't understand is that while they were mourning on Saturday, God had something he wanted to do in the morning on Sunday. And all the morning on Saturday was going to be met with the morning of Sunday where Jesus would rise again. Where Jesus would, listen, bring hope again. So here's what the resurrection says to you. The resurrection says get up when you can't. The resurrection says there is life when it looks like death. The resurrection says it's a new beginning when it looks like it was the end. I am telling you in Jesus' name, it's the stories that he writes. The stories of redemption, of hope, of healing. That's what the cross is all about. You see, this isn't something that you're meant to just, the resurrection isn't something that you're meant to just celebrate. It's what you're meant to experience in every aspect of your life. You've got to find yourself in some new hope. I love the story of the woman at the well. Man, she's going from one thing to the other thing, trying to find hope. Like, Can you give me hope? She's looking for love in all the wrong places, and she's finding love in too many faces. And <laughs> she's going around, and can you give me hope? And then she shows up to a well, like, no hope. And Jesus says to her, he says, woman, if you only knew who it was that was asking you for water. If you only. I think Jesus shows up alongside you. They go, you go, no, but I, there's no, all you, and God says, if you only knew who's present in the room right now, 
If you only knew who it is that wants to work in your life right now. If you only knew what, you would hope again. You would dream again. Come on, you got to step into some new hope. You got to say yes to hope. Come on, someone say yes to hope. Yes to hope. Yes to hope. Yes to hope. You say yes to hope. You start in that journey. Here's the other thing you got to say yes to. We're going to say yes to a new setting. You got you, like, look at me. Some of you, the biggest decision you can make in your life right now is to get yourself in a new, a new setting. You know, you know the people you put around your life have the most influence on your life? That makes a lot of sense, right? That's logical. You know, they tell us that you are the sum total of your five closest friends. For some of you, you're like, oh, shoot. I need some new friends, right? Others of you, you're like, I can't even name five friends because that's where we are in our world today. Like, you don't even have five close friends because we got, our world has pushed us all away from one another. But friends, here's the thing. If you are going to step into the new story that God wants to tell, he's going to introduce you to some new people that he's going to use to help tell the story that he wants to tell. You've got to get yourself in a new setting. Every great story starts with the, the right setting. Like, and God intends for this to be your setting. Like, what's the new setting God wants for my life? Like, every story is going to have the right setting. Can I tell you what the setting of your new story is? You're looking at it. Hey, you see this? Come on, you need this. Don't try to walk into a new story without this. Because the new story that God tells in your life is told through this. His church, his people that he puts around your life. And everything you need for you, your new story, God has put within the people that are living here, that are sitting next to you. See, some of you, you've been trying, look at me, you've been trying to tell the new story. Now I've tried, I've tried the, the thing with the marriage, and I've tried the thing with here, and I've tried the thing with the addiction, I've tried this, and I've tried, you're trying all the right things, but you're trying all the right things in the wrong setting. You gotta try those right things in the right setting. And if you're going after the right things in the right setting, God just infuses it. He, he meets it because this is where he works, friend. God does something here that you can't get anywhere else. Like God meets you here. God works in your life, speaks to you through his word and through his people here around, around the body of Christ. Like Some of you are like, no, I know better than that, Pastor Chris. Uh, Church is not about a, 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 a people, about a building. Not about a building. Not about getting to a building. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It's not. It's about a people, right? It's not about buildings. It's about people. Yep, you're right. It's about people you're meant to do life with. It's about people you're meant to gather with. People you're meant to walk with. And if you are going to experience the power of God working through the church, you got to get yourself around the people of the church. Can I give it her amen? So for some of you, I'm telling you, your story is going to start by you getting some hope, and you just you just getting around. The right environment. First Peter chapter four verse ten says this. First Peter four ten. Oh, I got to do Hebrews. That's a good one right there. Throw that up. Hebrews chapter ten. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. Amen. I'm gonna hold tightly to the hope I have. For God can be trusted to keep His promises. Thank you. Amen. Doesn't stop there. Let us think of ways we might motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect the meeting of ourselves together as some people are in the habit of doing. But let us encourage each other, especially now that we see the day drawing near. What is God saying? He's saying, get to church. 
You want, you want to hold on to hope? You want to keep hope alive? Listen, stay around God's people. You know, 1 Peter 4.10 tells us this. tells us that there is there's a, a, a grace that he has given each of us. That each of us have received a, ga- a gift. Use it to serve one another as God's, good stewards of God's various graces. And so here's what scripture is saying. Is that he gives to each person in the church. Follow this. You can understand it theologically. He gives to you a grace and you a grace. What is a grace? A grace is everything we need. A grace is what is, is a gift from God to help you and to help others. And God gives to the church these, these graces, these gifts. So here's what you need to understand. When you go to God and you say, God, would you, would you give me this or would you help me with this? God says, sure thing. Absolutely, I will. All right, God, let's go. God says, well, here's the thing. I've put what you need in them over there. I've, I've put what I desire for you in, in this crew over here. And you're not going to get what it is I want to give to you unless you get around the people I've put around you. Unless you invite into your life the people that actually have the grace, come on, do you understand? To help you with the thing that you need to help with. And so it makes no sense to try and live out the story without the grace that God wants to give you for your story. And the grace that God wants to give you for your story exists in the crew that God wants to surround your life with. You know, we do... C groups here at Citizens Church. And C groups is not just a thing, another thing to fill your calendar. Like, oh, I don't have anything else to do. Let's go to C group. No, C group is where you experience the manifold grace of God coming alongside you to move you further along in your story. What I'm trying to tell you today is some of you, your biggest decision you can make today is you surrendering your life to Jesus and getting around his people and letting God start to work in you. I'm telling you, God wants to tell a better story. You need some friends. That's okay to admit. You need some friends. And God intends for you to find them here. Someone say, new hope. Someone say, new setting. Let me give you the last one. Just step into a new hope. You can step into a new setting. Come on, you with me on the journey? Okay. When you step into a new hope, you step into a new setting. God says, I got something else for you. It's called some new power. See, the journey that God wants to take you on is not a journey you're going to walk alone. When you surrender your life to Jesus, you are going to step into a new power. God gives you and I the power to walk in newness of life. I want you to see it. Romans, Romans chapter 6 verse 4 says this, But we were buried therefore with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, by the glory of the Father, we too might walk in newness of life. What is the scripture saying? Saying that the newness of life that you need to walk in is, is made possible by the power of God coming alongside you. The same power that rose Jesus from the grave is available to help you walk in the newness of life he's calling you to walk. So, friends, this isn't God like going, there's the path, go get it. Good luck. This is God saying, come on. And every step you take, I'll meet you there to help you take the next step you need to take. And you're worried. I don't know if I can ever get there. Don't worry about ever getting there. Worry about just getting right here. You get right here, God's going to meet you with the power you need to get right here. He walks with you step after step. He gives you the power you need 
in the moment that you need it, the strength you need in the moment that you need it. You might be like Paul the Apostle crying out, you know, like, like, I'm weak, I just need this thing taken from me. And God shows up and says, hey, Paul, guess what? In your weakness, you're going to experience my strength. My strength will made, be made perfect in your weakness. I'll be there for you. Oh, but God, there's so much weakness. But God's like, but there's so much power. Because when you are weak, you get to see, when you come to the end of yourself, you get to see where I start working. So you've just got to be willing to journey out onto that ledge and let God meet you there. When God gets a hold of our life, he gives us, Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, the power to will and to do. Look at this. For it is God who works in you to will and to do. To will and to do. What does that mean? God's going to start changing your will power, and he's going to start changing your do power, okay? He's going to change your will. He's going to change your do when you surrender to him. When I gave my life to Jesus, I was in high school, and I had, I had those friends that you shouldn't have. You remember we named the five friends? My five friends was like, oh, shoot, he needs some new friends. And I gave my life to Jesus at a, at a youth group. Here locally in Redlands. And I remember showing back up to school that next day, getting around the same old friends. And they were talking about the same old things, same old plans, same old jokes, same old, same old, same old. And I remember I used to, I used to get around and be like, ha, ha, yeah, 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 this is great. I'm a great friend. But I had given my life to G. I, I said yes to the story, to the journey. And when I showed up to that same old group of friends, there was a problem. It wasn't the same old me. And I'm sitting there listening to the same old talk going, it's, don't, it doesn't give me the same old feeling. Like God started changing my appetite. I don't want anything to do with this. And I stood there listening to the same old stuff going, I just think there's more for me. See, the Spirit of God was beginning to empower me, getting me to dream and to have hope. And the Spirit of God is getting, starting to push me forward. I'm like, I, I think there's more for me. And so I stepped out and said, okay, God. If there's more, let's, let's take a first step. And I stepped away from that, that circle. And I could never have imagined, as I started taking step after step, the stories that God would tell. I could have never imagined the friends I was about to meet. Some of my best friends I met in those first several, several months of giving my life to Jesus. I, I could never have imagined the, the wife that God had waiting for me. Come on, somebody. I married way out of my league. I could have never imagined. Listen, I could have never imagined. I'm not just saying give your life to Jesus and you get a hot wife. But... I could have never imagined as a high school student the story that God was about to tell. And God has told incredible stories, not just through my life and in my life. He's told stories in the lives of so many people who've just said yes to him. I could have never imagined the, the ministry. I could have never imagined the, the peace. I could have never imagined the sense of purpose. I could have never imagined the life that God was waiting to give me if I would just take the step that he put in front of me. I'm telling you right now, you cannot imagine. You just got to say yes. And I can line a hundred people up to tell you a hundred different stories of the incredible things that God does in our lives when we say yes. But let me share with you just one. If you turn your attention to the screen.
As a kid, I attracted wounded people. People would always come to me with their problems and I would help them. And I found a lot of confidence in that. But when it came time to me needing support or help, I never really reached out to other people. So when I went to college, I was really looking for people that I actually fit in with. I had made a decision that I would save myself for marriage. That didn't work out because three months into college, I was raped. I, I kind of blamed God and I thought that I was worthless. I thought that if that could happen to me, then did I really even matter? And I started living recklessly, drinking often, kind of sleeping around and not caring for myself in the way that I had before. I was scared to tell anyone what happened. I put on this false persona that I was this girl that didn't care about anything. I suppressed my emotions without even realizing that I was completely empty inside. Despite everything I've been through, I still had this yearning for God. So I started watching church online and I never really even thought about actually going to a church because I felt like I was too messed up. I felt like I didn't belong there. I just saw these people that went to church as like these people that had it all together. It just seemed like something I couldn't just step into. So I didn't. And it wasn't until I met my boyfriend. What I loved most about him was that he was a Christian. And some of my first conversations about God were with him and with his family. I woke up one day and something just felt wrong. I was growing so quickly in my faith and getting so close to God that I was just naturally separating from him. And when I cut off that relationship, I found my worth in God, knowing that Jesus died for me and not just all these other people that I try to help, but he died for me too. In these times when I'd be at my lowest, I would let the enemy's lies go on repeat in my brain over and over that you're too much, you're not enough, nobody cares. But now, after committing myself to Christ fully, getting baptized, what I reach for is scripture. And what I reach for is truth, not lies. I don't have to have this sense of control anymore. I can just give it up to him and be like, God, what's my next step? Where is the meaning in this? I know you have it. I don't have to know the full story, but guide me. With my community that I have now, I'm no longer living my faith in isolation. Things are different now, and that gives a sense of hope because no matter what comes next, I'm not alone. I have people that I can lean on. I don't just have to be 
the one helping others. I can actually trust them to help me when I need it. And I have God, so I know that no matter what I face, I'm going to be okay. Come on, church. Amen. So I want to look you in the eye right now and tell you that no matter where your story is today, you have a God in heaven, the master storyteller, who can tell a new story, who can tell a better story. All you need to do is say yes, to step into it, to let him tell it. I mean, it's just surrender. I mean, like you, you had the pen, you're like, it's my story. I'm going to write it and I'm going to do my thing and I'm always going to be in charge and I'm always, how's it working out for you? It's never going to work out until you say, here, God. And you open the pages of your life and you say, here, God. Let him do his thing. Let him do his thing. John chapter 11 says this, Jesus speaking to Mary, he says, I, he said to her, Mary, I, I am the resurrection and the life. Watch, guys. The resurrection wasn't just an event, something that happened. Jesus goes, no, look, look, look. I am the resurrection. I am what brings dead things to life. I am the resurrection and life. Well, how do I, how do I, how do I have some of that? How do I, how do I live that resurrection story? How, oh, what does Jesus say? The one who believes in me will live. In other words, will have resurrection. The one who lives and believes in me, believes in me, just, yes, God, will live, even though they die. And, and whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Here's a question. Do you believe this? See, he's just going, just say yes. Just say yes to me. Friends, listen, let me level with you. The truth is this. That some of you are listening going, I don't know if I can say yes to New Hope. I don't know if I can say yes. Coming out to church and getting a small group. And I don't know if I can say yes to that. And man, saying yes to this new power thing, don't really understand that. It's kind of, can I, can I just, okay. Really what you need to do is you just say yes to him. I mean, that's what it's all about. I mean, you just say yes to him. And when you say yes to him, oh, he'll take care of all those other things. We don't even need to go back and revisit those things because here's the reality. You say yes to Jesus, you're going to have yourself some new hope. You say yes to Jesus, oh, I don't care if you want it or not. You already got yourself a new family. It's called the church. Hey, when you say yes to Jesus, whether you're ready for it or not, you're going to have some new power all up inside your life because you've said yes to Jesus. That's the only yes that he's looking for today. So friends, would you say yes to him? Let's get these back out one last time. We'll finish filling them out together. You know, there's a uh, question, number five. What that is is a, and I always love to do this every Easter, like where are you at? This is a spiritual assessment question. Like where are you at with God? And all of us are one of these. So the question is, which one are you? A, just let us know. Here's your declaration today. You're, gonna, you're just going to get it out there. Man, I'm already in a relationship with Jesus. That's you, some of you. 
Here's what I'm hoping a lot of you are today. B, I'm ready to say yes. I'm going to say yes to the story. I'm going to say yes to God's plan. I'm going to say yes to the future that he wants to bring. I'm, I'm going to say yes. I'm beginning a real relationship with Jesus today. There's a whole bunch of you that today God brought here just for this very moment. C, you know, I, I'd like to consider this more. Great. Keep coming back. We'll be here next week. Actually, no, we won't. We'll be up at the park next week. Come there. And then we'll be here next week. D, some of you in here today, you're like, you know what? I don't ever intend on making a decision. You sat through all that and you went, nope. I don't ever intend. Here, let us know because we're going to pray for you. Whether you like it or like you watch the power of prayer as we pray for you. So look at me, look at me. Very important moment. Everybody, let's fill this out together. For those of you who mark B, listen, just so you know, be honest. I'm just going to lead you in a word of prayer here in a moment. Of you saying yes to the story God wants to tell. Fill those out. When you're done, if you bow your head, close your eyes, and now let me know that we're ready. And I'll lead you in a word of prayer. Some of you need to see God change some things in your life. You gave your life to Him a long time ago. You've walked away from Him. Come on, you're ready to start a new relationship with Him today. You thought you're going to mark A. You really need to mark B. Come on. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for the resurrection. We thank you that you are a master storyteller. And that God, you would grace us by desiring to write on the pages of our life. God, you could write on the, you do anything you want to do, but God, you, you choose, you desire to write on the pages of our life. And so God, today, there's a whole lot of us in here that want to surrender pages of our life, the pen we've been holding on to, let you tell your story. And I know it's going to look a lot better than even a story we could plan for ourselves. Friend, if you're in here today and you marked B, you want to say yes to Jesus, listen, I would just love to lead you in a word of prayer. And in this prayer, listen, I'll just give you the words. Prayer's talking with God. I'll give you the words. And it's just you surrendering to Him. You saying yes to Him. God is going to show up, intervene, and begin to work. The Bible says that we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. All of us, we've all gone our own way. And the wages of that sin, of us going our own way, it's death. It's the separation from God that maybe some of you are in here right now are experiencing. But Jesus came and gave his life on the cross to absorb in himself what we deserve for our sin so that we could be forgiven of our sin. That's what the cross is all about. And then he offers to you that gift of forgiveness by you just simply, well, Jesus said it, believing in him, saying yes to him. You will have your sin forgiven, be anchored in heaven, and between now and heaven, watch him write his story on your life. If you need that right now, you marked B, even if you didn't, you need him this morning. Come on. Let me give you the words. Let's have a conversation with God. Here's what you say. Say, God, I thank you that you love me right where I am. But I realize today 
that you've got more for me. And God, I want to say yes to it all. I want to surrender my life to you today. I thank you, Jesus, for going to the cross on my behalf, giving your life in my place so that I could be forgiven. And I thank you, Jesus, for rising from the grave to lead me into life. God, would you fill me with your spirit? Help me to walk with you all the days of my life. Be my Lord and be my Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. And everyone agreed together instead of good hearty. Come on, amen. Let's celebrate with all those that made that decision. Well, congratulations.